Welcome back to the podcast where we invite ourselves right into the homes of your favourite stars. That's right, you're listening to All Round Mine with Primark. I'm Arielle Free. And I'm George Lawton. Now, Arielle, I need to tell you about a new gadget that has, uh, in some ways, changed my life. Is it going to blow my mind? It is going to blow your mind a little bit. <laughs> um, so there's these little tracker things that okay. I've like, attached onto everything that I own. My keys, my wallet, my bag, my headphones. And I lose stuff. All of the time, Me too. whether I'm out about or, it's uh, or in the flat. It's always that moment just before you're about to leave the house and then you're like, where's yep. my keys? Where's yep. my phone? Where's my wallet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, And always. it's always in a really logical place, yeah, but you're never... in that sort of mindset that uh, I don't know where it's going to be and it, you just freak out. So I was like, I need to do something about this, bought these trackers and it has changed my world. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean trackers though? <laughs> so you, you've got a little app and it tells you where in the world they are. You can get it to play a sound. It'll tell you like how many feet away you are from them. Oh, and you can like make it make a sound, so then you can find it with the sound. Exactly. And then is it like a kind of like little treasure map? Yeah. Where it like shows it's you. It's so much fun. Every time I do it, I do a little demo with friends. I'm Does like, it like I... beep when you get further away? Like hot, cold. It starts vibrating. It's like. Ooh. Oh, does that mean you're close to it? Yeah. I love that. I know. So good. That's you need to invest, and they're quite no. cheap as well. Are they? Yeah. What do I just like Google? They're key called, tracker. They're called Air Tags. The ones that Air I've got. Tags. I think other uh, other tracking products are available though. I'm just gonna like um, Google. What should I get? I'll just Google key finder. Key finder tracker thing key tra- find a tracker thing but I would recommend the air tags they're pretty good would recommend <laughs> well we'll find out if our, uh, if our guest today <laughs> needs some air trackers as well because um, I'm so excited because this week um, is the absolutely glamorous and sparkling guest that is the wonderful drag queen Crystal it is going to be absolutely fabulous Crystal will be right over Hello, and welcome to my home sweet homo. First things first, you've just entered my house, and I need to explain something. Me and my husband bought this place two months ago, and it was lived in by a sweet little old lady named Betty since the 1940s. So you need to understand and picture a lot of carpet and a lot of textured wallpaper and a lot of work to be done. So you walk in and on the right is my husband's study currently. It's also the house for our sofa because um, the sofa in our last place wouldn't fit up any of the stairs. So yeah, just a sofa and a study. Next up is my current drag studio. So a bit of a shambles as all good drag studios are. And there is a lot of storage, which is very important. So just picture wall to wall wardrobes stuffed full of wigs, a whole wall of shoes, and a lot of dirty makeup brushes. There's a beautiful window looking out into the garden in this room, and the neighbors all get a great view whenever I'm filming my little transformation reel. They're probably thinking, what the hell is going on here? Downstairs is currently the creepiest floor. This is the lower ground floor where you can hear the echo. We actually leave the light on down here at all times because uh, we're pretty sure this is where Betty died. Um, sorry if that's a lot of information for you right now, but there you go. So we're just, we haven't really done anything. And basically we're just giving Betty a little bit of time to adjust to our presence in the house. From here, you can access a lovely big garden full of lovely rose bushes, which are starting to go over, but we've got huge, nice rose bushes and, um, an outdoor toilet. There is also a real toilet indoors. Okay. I'm going back upstairs. Obviously the plan with this house is a full, full, full renovation. So we are waiting for planning permission. We've put it in and then we're going to have to move out again while everything gets done. And I'm walking into the kitchen where my lovely husband is making me some dinner. 
Uh, and then the living room is also on this floor with just a lot of houseplants to try and give a bit of character and um, some very, very, very shabby chic curtains, which have probably been hanging in that window since the 1970s. And now we are on the landing of the top floor of the house. And this is the, the thing that made me fall in love with this house. There is a huge window. It's probably seven feet high. And um, you can see out it into all of the other lovely terraced houses and into everyone's gardens. And it's just a really, really beautiful view. And you've got our current bedroom, which is a little bare at the moment. But again, I've just tried to fill with houseplants just to make it everything a little bit bearable until the work gets done. Yay! Welcome to the podcast, Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Hi, thank you so much. How are you doing? Fabulous, thank you. How are you guys? The renovation's starting well. Oh my God, no, we're not even anywhere near that. We have just put in our planning permission, planning application. So it's like very early days, but exciting prospects ahead for sure. The planning application process, from what I hear, is is the lengthiest of of all of the uh, parts of a, of a home renovation. Does it take a yeah. while? Yeah, and I'm still traumatized by the last one. Um, <laughs> when me and my partner got together, he had just bought his first place and was like in the process of it all. And I lived through that second hand <laughs> once already. And so we had, I really had to like build myself up to be able to do this again. But I'm there. I'm, I'm on board. I'm ready. But yeah, we're... We're looking at years. So, Krista, I'm going to dive right in. I need to ask you about your drag studio because I feel like it's going to be like a treasure trove of fabulousness. Is it amazing? Yes. And this room is like the room of storage dreams. I <laughs> Because I just got to choose whichever room I wanted, basically, because it's all going to change again in six months when we redo everything. I just took the room with all of the cupboards. So there's like there's basically a door on every surface. And inside you might find six angle grinders or <laughs> shelves of wigs or stacked suitcases precariously like some ping pong balls i'm just looking around um there's a there's a set of decks um one drawer just full of chokers just an entire drawer of chokers <laughs> is there one item that you have like the most of is it like do you have them like what mm. one item do you have is it shoes is it wigs is it like one type of like choker <laughs> it's probably wigs i probably have a good 60 wigs wow yeah. how do you store the wigs so they have to sit in those weird mannequin head things yeah they're all <gasps> on a terrible polystyrene mannequin head and they're just like staring at you if you open just like have you seen the Re wizard of oz sequel return to oz no well it's a they made it in the 80s and it's really really dark and creepy it's got mm. fruza bulk as dorothy and she meets this witch and she goes into her castle she's an evil witch and she's got all of these heads in glass <gasps> cabinets and depending on her mood she can like she'll take her head off and put on a new head oh, and it's wow. very it's very that i've basically manifested that for, my, for myself <laughs> are you a fan of that film <laughs> yeah it's it's very weird it's very Good. I love it. So, wigs. What's your? Do you have one favorite wig? Like, like is I don't know. Oh no, you can't. You can't have a fave. It's <laughs> no. Like, it is. It is really like, what's the mood? Like, am I dark lady? Am I blonde bombshell? Am I like sexy screen siren? You know, a wig for all occasions. So, Crystal, have you been covering the uh, the, the house pre-renovation with just house plants everywhere? Yeah, we had a decent array before like a lot of succulents mm. um Love a succulent. yeah but i to be honest i am a little bit cautious of like buying too much right now because i've just been through the process of putting all of my life into a box mm -hmm. and now i'm very cautious about like 
okay, I know anything else that comes into this house is also going to have to go back into a box really soon. So I'm I'm trying to limit myself. Yeah, only the and important things like, you know, angle mm-hmm. grinders and ping pong balls. Exactly. <laughs> things things you use every day. Love <laughs> it. Um, we need to dive into your basement. Yeah. Because Betty, tell us <laughs> about Betty. 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 Did, did you know much about I her? I know. We don't know much. She lived, yeah, she lived here since the 1940s. Um, apparently she was the third ever owner of the house so it's been like lots of long standing owners um i think she lived here with her son who also potentially died in the house when he was in his 70s so like there, there was a, like an old family basically living here um the one thing i do know is that betty was in the house when during the blitz when the houses across the road were bombed oh my wow. gosh yeah, so there is now a council estate there across the road, which is, you know, was probably built in the 60s or 70s. And yeah, but Betty was here in the 40s when wow. the terrace houses there went down. So it's I, crazy. I feel like it's a lucky house then. Yeah. 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 I feel, I I do feel like Betty is blessing us, but I'm just, we're trying to still give her a little bit of space to get used to us. I love I mean, this. She's, I mean, she lived in Hackney for 90 years, so she must be okay with the gays. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, do you, are you one who believes in like the supernatural and people in spirits, things like that? No, but these doors do bang a lot. So, <laughs> like, if if any house was going to be haunted, yeah, it's going to be this one. So, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing it safe. She's just bringing the good, fun vibes. Yeah, I think we're going to turn maybe like our garden or one of the rooms into a little cocktail bar and we'll call it Betty's. Oh, I love that. Get a nice neon sign, something like that. Oh, that would be great. Do you know what Betty looks like? Yeah. Have you got a have you got a photo of her anywhere? No, I don't. Um I actually I don't think I want to know, to be honest. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to like tempt seeing her in the hallway or like closing a mirror and like Ooh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal, if you could live anywhere in the universe, where would you go? Oh, I love London so much, so I'm really happy here. But I think the dream would be to have a bit of everything, like a bit of beach when you want it, a bit of hot Mm. sun when you want it, a bit of nature when you need it. Um, So maybe it's about having a couple homes. Mm. Maybe that's the dream. (laughs) Mm. I love it. I I grew up in Canada and I do really, 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 really miss the nature, especially in the summer. So maybe one day a little cottage in my home province. And what what enticed you to buying the home that you're in now? Um, We could afford it. (laughs) And and it's really big. Um, (laughs) Yes, love it. Tick, tick. Uh, yeah, um, and the location is great. We're near London Fields, so um, I've always basically lived in Hackney since I've lived in the UK. So I wanted to stay local, and we were in um, like a maisonette before. And between me, my husband, and an entire drag persona, it it was a lot, <laughs> a lot of stuff, and not a lot of space. So having all of this extra space is just. Well, it's dreamy. Aww. It's dreamy. It's like I feel very spoiled because I know that is like the thing that no one in London has. So, and do you have lots of plans already in place for the revamp, or are you just going to sort of? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to make the house of dreams. We're going to that basement is going to become all open, open plan with like oh, wow. huge windows oh, wow. and like a conservatory vibe into the garden, and like an open plan living room, dining room, kitchen area, and then we're going to have guest rooms so that my family can come and stay like my sister and my niece and nephew or my husband's sister with her nieces and like just we just want to be able to have a a house that 
the whole family can come and no one's that. no one's on a sofa no one's in the way like everyone feels like they've got their own room do you find like that, that the revamp process like the designing of it because i just wouldn't even know where to start yeah i've got no, I've got no <laughs> <laughs> that's what architects yeah are i just for. find all of that stuff so overwhelming so now i think i would definitely be the person to get it wrong but yep. you know like to just to measure one wall i can't get right like to do an entire like extension i just it would all be off i just i would have to pay someone to do it properly yeah my husband is incredibly practical and he's and like doing up a house is basically his dream job oh. so we and he's because he's done it once he's got really very clear ideas about what he wants Wicked. and what he doesn't and and I basically just have to sign off. He, he likes to do all of the work. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably create something that looked aesthetically quite nice, but then you'd find out that actually in order to get into the kitchen, you've got to go through a bathroom or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, you've got a bathroom, or you've got a toilet in the garden. Kind of. It was like, it's like built onto the outside of the house. It's really oh, weird. wow. Are you, is that yeah. going in the extension? Is that being flat? No, that'll go. No. That'll go. Basically, I don't think anything is going to stay. <laughs> Betty, don't listen I, to him. I know, the next thing, I know, sorry, Betty, sorry, Betty. You'll Cover start your hearing ears, the, the cutlery draw and start shaking. <laughs> like Betty's having a little um, tantrum. <laughs> I think maybe the banister. The banister's nice and wooden. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it quite an old sorry, house? Do you Betty. have to keep, like, the windows and whatnot? Have you got any rules like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're in, um, we're in a conservation area, so definitely the outside has to change. But it's, um, it's obviously a brick... Victorian terraced house but they've put render on the front of it so it's like oh. they've they kind of ruined it why would you do that why would you do that why would you why would you do that it's so sad so we're even going to have to try and get that render off and like get it back to brick I feel like um, there was a time you know when everyone did pebble dash on their oh, like homes and now that's what we've got is, no. is it oh yeah. gosh and yeah. such a trend yeah. was like that and they kind of like textured wallpaper which actually you mentioned in your home too like um, textured wallpaper everywhere everywhere <laughs> like people love yeah. it don't they and my friend's just moved into a place and she's like been scraping off the wallpaper because she's bought from someone who was there for like 35 years and she's like honestly they just wallpapered over it like for 25 <laughs> years they just kept going and so she's like trying to get that like um what'd you say is it strip the walls uh yeah yeah, strip them. yeah. um yeah. and she's like it's, there's just constant like layers of it she's like it's so thick but <laughs> i quite like the idea of like going through the different wallpapers like an archaeologist gone by. <laughs> yeah and being like oh there's the 1940s like floral print oh and we made it to the 60s with this one and um, i feel like totally nice time it's like print. cutting down a tree and seeing counting all the rings yeah, yeah. Exactly. all the layers of wallpaper what's the uh, what's the carpet situation like much oh uh, good question much shag going yes. on <laughs> yeah, so there there are ten different carpets. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it depends. It depends if you count like. So there's a green carpet in this room that I'm in, and that carpet is also in one of the other rooms on another floor. So I don't know if that if you count that twice or only once, but um, you have to cover across at least two more carpets to get back to this one. So I feel like you count it twice. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's. There's print, there's shag, there's, you know, just classic. Some of them are quite new. Some of them are um, a good, I mean, I wouldn't want to guess. <laughs> I wouldn't want to guess how old they are. Are you, um, um, you going to strip them out? Are you going to floor? Literally, Ariel, when I say everything must go, <laughs> I mean <laughs> everything must go. Oh, it's go. so great to have a project. Are you going to go down to floorboards the, then? Have you got like the original? Yeah, floor? yeah. I mean, I think, I think we, I think basically... Uh, 
it's all it's all got to change. I hope you know we might be surprised. There might be some nice floorboards underneath that we can Salvage. keep, but it wouldn't surprise me if we had to do yeah new flooring and everything. And what's your living situation going to be like when you've actually got to get everyone in doing the renovations? Yeah, yeah we've been debating this. I think in terms of cost and personal sanity, it will probably be easier if we move out. Yeah. So. Um, my husband is a lawyer and can work from the States for a few months. So we might go just oh, treat ourselves to like a little trip to San Francisco oh for a few months. Oh my gosh, like that. that'd be wonderful. Wow. Mm, yeah. I'm hoping we can make that work. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And then you come back to your dream home. Ta-da! <laughs> Imagine, hopefully, right? Hopefully they won't have, you know... It'll be that, it'll be that straightforward. Yeah, yeah that means so smooth. <laughs> Nothing will go wrong between now and then. <laughs> um, so tell us about your sewing station. Is that in your drive yes. studio? It is, yeah. And I actually haven't done any sewing since we moved in, but um, I've got, I can see two different overlocker machines and a sewing machine just under my feet right now. And yeah, it's great. I, I make a lot of my own costumes. So um, it's, again, just really nice to have all the space. Like normally I've kind of drowning or like there's boxes of fabric stacked above my head, like threatening to crush me. So the fact that there's like Actually, just all my fabric is in another room right now, and it's like easily accessible. It's so nice. You, you basically you need space in order to get creative, and I need like a clean workspace before I can start to think about stuff like that. So um, it's really amazing being able to just shove everything. It's away. such a great skill to have as well because I've got like the guy. I have a colloquial kind of dry cleaners and alterations that I use, and honestly, that guy sees so much of my money. <laughs> Because I'm so, yeah. I'm so short. I have to get everything taken up, mm. and so like he sees me in the regular. Right. I'm like, oh, just two inches up from this hem, please. And he's just like, <laughs> and then I did recommend him to my friend recently. She had a dress that she needed taken in for a wedding or taken up for a wedding, and then um, I did a really bad job. And I felt so oh. bad because and she only like you, you knew, like you would like so she 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 went on my recommendation, drove all the way up to Hackney. She's like in, in South London, and uh, and then like got it and then took it out in the wedding and apparently it was like quite asymmetric and it was straight when she gave it to him oh, and then she was like no. she had to like get someone to help her on the day like take down the hem and try and fix it so yeah I felt really bad about that I think she needs some lessons from Crystal by the it, sounds of it yeah Crystal's dry cleaning and alteration <laughs> service <laughs> but did you you studied uh, like costume designer at uni right ah yeah yeah I did well it's like a it was a theatre degree with a costume focus oh, wow. and then I basically just didn't use it for years I worked in fashion um, in kind of sales and marketing and stuff for ages and then I started doing drag again and was like oh I can finally use my degree yeah um, you talked about your neighbours seeing you doing like your transitions in, in, in through the windows how long does it take you to get full drag ready ooh Probably three hours if I want to look really, really three good. Three hours. Yeah. Wow. I know. Who's got the time? No one. No. <laughs> no one. I just do it if I'm getting paid <laughs> now. It's a, it, <laughs> Love it. You, you pay me for those yeah. three hours. Um, but yeah, they, they see me in some awkward poses, like with this gold backdrop up or something else, sat in front of the window because that's where the nice light is, and just like coming in and out. Various stages of undress, half an eyebrow on, showing the process. So like, and also because it's you know if you're filming something for Instagram, half the time no one's going to see you from the waist down. So you're you, in your pants, like in in yeah pants or like basketball shorts and slippers <laughs> with like the full fantasy from the waist up. I mean we've all been there, but like drag queens I think have taken it to the next level of like 
what, uh, how ready you can be from the waist <laughs> up and how unready you can be from the waist down. <laughs> um, I do need to ask, if your husband um, like, has quite strong opinions, does he ever tell you about your drag licks or whatnot? <laughs> he knows. He knows better than to try and <laughs> give any kind of constructive. He's a very supportive a husband and he's just pleased with whatever I do with drag and uh, yeah no he, he he's got no he's got no opinions he's he's got no he's got no clue when it comes to drag is he ever shocked <laughs> with your performances or like like is it just standard with your drag like I, anything that you've done that's outrageous that he's gone wow <laughs> I've recently learned I'm starting to learn like freak show stuff mm. like um I've and I've learned how to hammer a nail into my nose <gasps> No, no, yeah, no, that's the reaction I wanted, and yeah, that's the reaction he's got to. I don't think he's going to be able to watch me do it. And who, who are your real fashion inspirations? Is there anyone that comes to mind? Um, I love looking at comic books and oh, superheroes wow. and cartoons and eighties and and then eighties glam rockers and punk people and musicians like that's where I get a lot of my inspiration I just I just want to be the things that I was obsessed with when I was a kid we need to mention because we've actually worked together before haven't we yes at a festival and um you were wearing the most fabulous gold dress that I then slid into your DMs after and I was like Crystal (laughs) I'm really sorry but it's been bothering me where did you get that dress from and then you told me this like story about it's like a guy down an alleyway that has like this little kind of like hidden like treasure trove yeah (laughs) is he still there so Taurus fashions used to be this um Soho institution where every drag queen would go to get their sequin dress. Like, that's just what you did. You go to Taurus, you get yourself your... And they were, like, very affordable, like, 70 to 100 pounds, say, for a a sequin dress that would, like, make a nice impact on stage. They closed the shop, but you can email them, and they're still operating out of their front room in Watford. (laughs) (laughs) So you... You can't get there on public transport, and I have tried. When I went to Drag Race, I was like, I'm just going to go and just get a few bits just for, like, some extras to have just in case, like, I don't know, you know, what's coming on Drag Race. And so I I think I got the tube there, and then you get a bus, and then you, like, walk along a motorway (laughs) for ages. And then you come to their... And then you come to the house, you're like, wait, this can't be it. And, yeah, you just go into their front room, and, like, the man is there with his wife and, like, his mum. Like, the whole family lives there. And they're like, what do you want? I'm like... Oh, um, I guess some like some secret dresses, and so they'll just start bringing bringing them out, and you just change in their family toilet and like try things on, and then you come back out, and the the nan is there like, oh no, I don't like that one on you, like no, she's like the fashion critic. It is bonkers, yeah, it is bonkers. But um, and I think when I was there, they were setting up for like a family party, so they 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 were having a marquee put up in the garden, and like kids were running around, and you're like. What are these kids think of this man like trying on all these sequin dresses in their front room? Like, how often does this happen? I love it. Highly Aww. recommend. Someone it. needs to make a documentary about these guys. That sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you do yeah. have to try them on. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, you can't just like do an you online do. job. You do. Like, I'm, I do have to say that place that we worked together as well. There was that moment, wasn't there? Do you remember this? When um, at the end of performance, I think you were all singing and a little toddler came up. And this is in a park yeah. in Hackney. Victoria Park is one of the most beautiful parks in London. It's actually my favourite park, better than Hyde Park as far as I'm concerned. Whoa. Um, it is. And it won the best park in London one year. And, and this little toddler came up and held... Well, it wasn't your hand, was it? It was one of your other... No, 
it was my friend Bourgeoisie. Oh, and uh, it was such a moment because this little yeah, toddler. Bougie was doing, oh. yeah, like a really emotional ballad lip sync. Yeah. And then this little and toddler that, just walked yeah, up. Was the, was the weather really weird? So there wasn't really that much of an audience. It was raining or something, yeah, right? Was, and yeah. so there was this, a, a small audience. But yeah, this little toddler just was <laughs> totally fascinated by this glittery tinsel <laughs> drag queen. And basically Bougie gave them a one one person concert of this like so big sweet. powerful ballad and and the toddler was just there swaying oh it was, it was so, so cute because cute, like it walked up first and was just enthralled and then it just reached its hand out to like mm. and i was like oh i can't take this it's literally there was tears and it's the moments like that that you're like yeah london's pretty good sometimes it isn't it so mm. people cheered didn't they it was so lovely it was magic Aww. it was magic drag is magic and <laughs> um, i need to talk to you about fostering dogs because apparently you're a dog fosterer i didn't yeah. know you could do this mm. yeah I know. I highly recommend it, especially right now, because um, there's an influx of dogs that need homes because everyone got a lockdown dog, not realizing how much work they are. But yeah, we've been doing it for a few years and I want a dog, but I don't have the lifestyle that is really conducive mm. to owning a dog for the rest of my life. Um, I'm still like traveling, well, in theory, traveling lots and, you know, out late lot, a lot. And it's a lot of work to have a dog. But if you foster, you know, you're only going to have the dog for, I don't know, a few weeks, maybe a few months at most. So how do you stop yourself getting too attached to them though? I mean, I'm, I'm a emotionless <laughs> void of a person. So. <laughs> cold, cold, cold hearted. I'm here to look after this dog. That is where my responsibility begins. And if you don't yeah. have like one yeah. favorite that you always think about, maybe you like, you would be like, yeah, they're to be honest, they're all really great. Well, not all, but mostly really great. And um, we we had Buster, who we had we ended up having for six months because he was old, and he was deaf, and he was just this little Shih Tzu. And yeah, he he was basically just like a little lapwormer. All he wanted to do was just lay on your lap and just like have naps. He was so nice, and he was actually at our wedding because. Um, we are like, what do we do with this dog when we get married? We're like, yes, we'll just bring him. So he's so he's in our wedding photos, a little Buster. And eventually he did get adopted and um, yeah, by a nice family in West London. So um, the Mayhew is where I foster dogs from, and they're great. They and because of everything that's happened with lockdown and people getting dogs and then realizing they can't do it, their kennels oh. I think are full at the moment. So um, if anyone's listening, you know, consider it. Think, yeah, consider fostering. Definitely. And you've got a you've got a monthly cabaret in London as well. Yeah. that's very exciting. Yeah. So um, every month at Bethnal Green right. Working Men's Club. Um, yeah, it's called Mimi's. We've been going for seven <gasps> years or something. Wow. It's, and. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's become a little institution. It's great. We do it all. It's not just a drag show. It's a circus show. It's burlesque. There's freak show. There's comedy. There's it's all sorts. It's really really wild. It's really cool. And um, yeah, it's like how I discovered drag. I I started doing drag because I wanted a place to I wanted to perform some aerial circus which I'd been training in and so I was like I'll just do like this show and I'll just book some people and I'll get my friends to come and it just kind of snowballed I wasn't expecting to still be doing it seven years later where do you practice the performance then um there's a circus school in old street near old street ah yeah I know people that yeah 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 and are you like fully um, qualified as an aerialist now I don't know if that's like a quali- an official qualification <laughs> you can get, Ariel. <laughs> I don't know. Are you like, could you do it without a safety harness? 
or something. Yeah, like. yeah. I mean, I have yeah. seen videos of you doing these really scary manoeuvres, and it would scare me if there wasn't some sort of qualification involved there somewhere. No, I don't think that that's something you can get. I'm not sure anyone is ever going to be like, "You are now, <laughs> you're now fit to fly." Wow, you just um, got some great maybe, public maybe liability insurance. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. That's true. <laughs> I do say after every successful gig well nobody died so yay <laughs> that's it I love it I love that that's the bar as long as no one dies mm-hmm. we're fine <laughs> would you would you ever get something fitted in your home so that you could practice at home yeah I we are talking about a balcony situation an internal balcony situation Ooh, into mezzanine. our open plan yeah a mezzanine <gasps> and I would even just a fireman's pole I think that would be great oh, oh my gosh yes, yes! think I'd of the parties that. Think of the parties. Think of the broken skulls. Yeah, you might need to sort of employ yeah, a paramedic might, on yeah, standby. Or yeah. like a health and safety form like, to make sure you're not liable. Yeah, sign a waiver yeah. before entering. <laughs> and you did you're your... going to want to get on, if you come into this house, you will want to get on the pole. <laughs> and if you do so, it is at your own risk. At your own risk. <laughs> I've just filmed um, a TV series called Drag Karaoke Club. Oh, which, wow. Yeah, so yes. the whole world is about to hear how bad I how am Oh, can you singing. not? But you mentioned you love a bit of karaoke. I do love it. But it's um, doesn't mean you're any good at it. It doesn't mean yeah. It doesn't mean that the world is quite, the world needs it or wants it. <laughs> have you got love a it. have you got a go to tune? Oh, uh, love is a battlefield. Maybe a bit of Pat Benatar. Oh, mm. I like it. I'm, mine's always a Alanis yeah. Morissette because you can just shout it. <laughs> yeah, great. Mine's um, great. busted year three thousand. Oh, cool. that shows your age, babe. That shows how young you are. Because if like busted year three thousand is your karaoke song, that's that's because you were basically just out of the womb then. Yeah, we've they? already established this. You're old. I'm young. <gasps> oh, I am not old. Savage. And here I am, like withering to a husk in the corner. I'm twenty seven for the rest of my life. So I said, are you? Anytime someone asks my age, I'm like twenty seven for the rest of my life. Um, you do do your own podcast at home, uh, The Things That Made Me Queer. How long has that been going on for? Oh, uh, we're doing, the second season is coming out right now. So we've been doing it, I guess about a year. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was a lockdown kind of brainchild. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while, but fi- lockdown, I guess, gave me the time to do it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I interview different queer people about the things that kind of help them understand their queerness or embrace or accept. Um, so it's a really fun listen especially if you're interested in kind of knowing a little bit more about queer history but also it's just really camp stuff we're like we'll just talk about Catwoman Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman <laughs> for a long time or, obviously or whatever <laughs> yeah and um, what's your home setup like because you know a lot of people just start podcasts in lockdown and I like we've had to do like um, podcasts remotely and sometimes and whatnot it's not the easiest thing sometimes like, what is your home setup you've got the professional mic I can see from the video I don't think I take it as seriously as I should I think I know a lot of people like I listen to Today in Focus every day the Guardian podcast and I know like Sometimes they're like, today I'm in my closet because the sound is the best. Yeah. I'm like, I am not, I am not dedicated enough to get into a closet. <laughs> Although it, it looks like you've you've actually considered it because you've got the sort of gold drape behind you. That would probably that work would as like a, a sound deadening yeah. measure. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm doing it by mistake. But yeah, um, the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Headphones and a mic. I feel like that's as far as I've gotten. My dad is a musician, and he had a like. Uh, a, 
a mu- music room and he had it covered in carpet, like every single the ceiling. And uh, yeah, just uh, basically so he wouldn't piss off his neighbors. Oh, there, yeah. oh, there's a lesson for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that, that's what I need to do in my, my front room. Um, tell us about RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, how has your life changed since being on that show? Oh, the, the, the dizzy heights of fame and fortune. <laughs> Still going to the sequin showstopper's front living room. I don't know. How has it changed? Nothing's changed and everything's change it's been amazing mm. um the yeah the response to the series was beyond my wildest dreams and the opportunities that i've had as a result have been really 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 great i think if i hadn't had that happen i don't know what i would have done with lockdown it would have been a whole a wholly different experience but i was really fortunate to be able to you know transition a lot of my work online and um it's great it's great to be able to just promote a show and people buy tickets without having to like Flog, flog, yeah. flog, flog, flog. Yeah. Like that's just such a nice feeling. Promoting yourself is like the most tedious part of any, I think, creative person's um, experience. I hate, I hate doing it. So the fact that like it just kind of came with a an inbuilt audience was really nice. Yeah. Um, and it's just nice to be able to get paid to do the thing that yeah you like doing. Yeah, I love it. It's one of my favorite TV series. I just like mm. it's just so it's like good for the soul. Mm. Even when everyone's Definitely. like being catty and fighting and savage, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and season three coming soon. Oh yes, love it. Yeah, because in season two, didn't they have to stop because of lockdown? And then yeah. apparently they came back like three months later, and everything was just where it had been like left. It was quite like, quite weird oh, and spooky. spooky. And then they just had almost to... twenty eight days yeah. later. Yeah, like Betty's house. Like, <laughs> like Betty's house. <laughs> I remember watching that series and being like, oh, those poor queens in season two. They've had they filmed it and then there's been a pandemic they've had to stop and then they haven't been able to work for six months and blah, oh god it's so hard for them I feel so bad for their series and then like that series went absolutely like it skyrocketed yeah. I'm like oh yeah. it's fine yeah, yeah. I take they're, it back. Fine. They're, they're fine hey uh, hey guys do you want to book me <laughs> remember me hi yeah. I love it and um, we always ask our guests on this podcast uh, what does home mean to you oh um... God, this is so gonna sound so cheesy, but it's probably just wherever my husband is. Aww. Love that. Not cheesy at all. Yeah. San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally. <laughs> Ideally. Yeah. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for letting us uh, explore your home and letting us come all round to yours. Thank you for coming round. Just before you go, though. Uh, where can our listeners find out about uh, what's coming up next for you? Um, yeah, just give me a follow on the socials. It's Crystal. We'll see you now on all good platforms and some bad ones too. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you next week on All Round Mine as we're heading over to the home of Love Island superstar and glamorous mummy to beautiful Santiago. It's Danny Dyer. And if you enjoyed this episode, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts.